Hello and welcome to The Quiz Kids from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Quiz Kids, brought to you by the makers of Alka-Seltzer and one-a-day brand vitamins. And folks, in just a few moments, we hope to bring you an interview with Bill Odom, who has arrived at the Chicago Municipal Airport after his record-shattering solo flight around the world. We'll interrupt our questions the minute we hear that contact with Bill Odom has been established. And now let's have our first question for the Quiz Kids. Everyone knows George Burns and Gracie Allen, but who knows George Allen and Gracie Burns? That's question number one in our school kids questionnaire, and of course you folks at home are invited to try it too. You have a minute or so to mull it over before our five school kids get a chance to answer. And here they are, the Quiz Kids. I'm sure you all recognize that mellow voice on question number one. It's our regular teacher back from vacation and a sincere welcome home to our chief quizzer himself, Joe Kelly. Thank you, Bob Murphy, and hello, everyone. That hello certainly includes you quiz kids, too. I really missed you the past two weeks. And say, Bob, you did a wonderful job last week when you wore my cap and gown. And children, we have something pretty exciting planned for you today. To celebrate the circus coming to town, we have as our classroom guest the most famous circus clown in the world, a star in the big Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus, Emmett Kelly. Later on, when you've taken care of a little solid schoolwork, we'll pull the big top right over our little red schoolhouse, and Emmett Kelly will put on a performance for you. But first things first. So on with roll call. Joel? I'm Joel Copperman. I'm 11 years old and seven B in the folk school Chicago. Patrick? I'm Patrick Orton I'm 10 years old and in 5A at the Fort Dearborn School. Rennie? I'm Rennie Templeton. I'm 12 years old and in 8th grade at the Kenwood School in Chicago. Lonnie? I'm Lonnie Lundy. I'm 11 years old and in the 7th grade at Lincoln School in Park Ridge, Illinois. And another chap who did a splendid job as substitute teacher last week, Bobby. I am Robert L. Burns. I am seven years old and go to the Jefferson School, Gary, Indiana. a boy, Robert. Oh, say, just a minute, quiz kid. I just got the word here. Bill Odom is ready at the municipal airport to talk to all our listeners. Stand by now while we bring you Bill Odom, who has just completed his round-the-world flight in the Reynolds bombshell. Come in, NBC's Bud Thorpe. Good afternoon from Chicago's Municipal Airport, where just about an hour ago, Bill Odom's slick two-engine converted A-26 buzzed the field, completing his record round-the-world flight in 73 hours and five minutes. It was a solo flight, and Odom looked a little bit tired as he popped his head out of that gadget-crowded cabin to the cheers of a great crowd. Newsmen are here, cameramen, newsreel people, and most importantly, Bill Odom's family is on hand, his wife and the two Odom quiz kids, Rochelle, who is six, and Ronnie, who is three. We asked Bill if he expected a whole barrage of questions from his two youngsters, and he said yes, he surely did. But now, to turn him over to the real experts at asking questions as well as answering them, Bill Odom, meet the quiz kids. Hello, kids, and thanks for inviting me to take part in your swell Alka-Seltzer program. Well, congratulations to you, Bill. We're all very, very happy for you. You know, these quiz kids have some questions to ask you about your flight. All our hands are up, and uh, I'll tell you what, I'll call on Joel first. Okay, Joel. Uh, how Hello. do you keep from falling asleep all that long distance? I didn't, I didn't understand what you said, Joel. Uh, how did he keep from falling asleep all that long distance? Well, actually, I did fall asleep last night. 
and uh, nothing apparently happened, eh, Bill? <laughs> All right. Uh, Pat, uh, what would you like to know? Uh, what was your most interesting stop on the trip? Oh, I think that uh, over the over the hump, when we, I, I flew the hump during the war, and always uh, uh, the last trip, I enjoyed seeing it again, and I enjoyed it just as much this time. And now, Bill, here's Rennie Templeton. Uh, so, Rennie, what would a girl like to know about uh, Bill's flight? Well, I'd like to know, do you have any plans for future trips, or you're so tired right now that you just want to go home and sleep? Well, I want to sleep, and uh, we have some plans for future trips, too. We're going to fly around the world over both the poles in November, and we have a, a Bendix Transcontinental Speed Dash on the Labor Day holidays. Lonnie, what's your question? Well, would you like to make that same flight again? If I, if I do what, Ron? Would you like to make that same flight again? Uh, yes, I remarked to some of the Army boys in Tokyo that I think I'll get a jet job and do this, do this thing right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bill, we, we have one little uh, quiz kid left with a question. It's seven-year-old Bobby Burns. Uh, Bobby, let's have your question. Did you wish you had your fur coat when you were in Alaska? What do you think? He wanted to know, Bill, if he wished you had your fur coat in Alaska. Well, I took my fur coat with me because uh, I, I froze last spring up there, and uh, once was enough. Say, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bill, getting back to uh, your telling us you fell asleep last night while uh, in flight, uh, what really happened? How long? Or tell us something about it. Well, I was at, uh, cruising at 19,000 feet, and suddenly I became very tired, and I uh, took a, a Benzedrine tablet, and... Uh, uh, I, I think it put me to sleep instead of keeping me awake. <laughs> uh, because I fell asleep, and uh, the last time I remember seeing the clock, it was uh, 4.20 Chicago time, and when I woke, it was 6 o'clock. When I went to, when I, uh, the heading I was steering was 107, that's uh, easterly, and I woke up, I was on the north heading, and uh, while I was pulling back up to my cruising altitude, you see, we lost 3,000 feet during that hour and 40 minutes. Uh, I... Uh, I uh, saw some rocks and snow immediately in front of me, and uh, uh, we, of course, we pulled the ship up very rapidly and made a turn away from them. And about after, in about a half hour, I was able to get enough radio bearings to determine my position, and I found out it was a 19,000-foot mountain, which I had been working so hard to try to avoid, and I, the ship had turned around and flown right back toward it during that hour and 40 minutes. Oh, boy. <laughs> that was close call, Bill. I'll bet you patted the automatic pilot right on the back, too. <laughs> well, thanks a lot for talking to us, and our most sincere congratulations on your sensational flight. I imagine about now you're ready to tumble into bed for about three days of shut-eye. So, uh, so long, Bill Odom, and thanks again. Okay, nice to meet you. <laughs> And now then, let's get back to our Quiz Kid program here. Let's see, where were we? We're not up in the air now. We're right down here on the ground. And, uh, oh, yes, that was question number one. Wait just a minute. I have it here all hidden from myself here. Everyone knows movie and radio stars George Burns and Gracie Allen. James H. Moore of Long Beach, California, reverses things and wants you children to identify George Allen and Gracie Burns. And I think Joel's hand was up first. Well, uh, George uh, Allen was once... Uh a wartime uh, boss of the RFC. I, no, he wasn't in the wartime. After the war ended, he was uh, boss of the RFC for a little while, but I don't know who Grace... Uh... Well, you're right on uh, count number one there, uh, Joel. Uh, Gracie Burns 
Can you identify her? Lonnie. Well, I think there was also a George Allen who played for the Chicago Blackhawks hockey team a few <laughs> years back. Well, possibly you're right on that <laughs> score. But we're trying to uh, identify uh, uh, Gracie Burns now. Robert, what, were you going to say something? No, it was about George Allen. Oh. Was Lonnie right about uh, George Allen being with the Blackhawks? Well, I don't know, but uh, I would like to give him, what, three cents. Oh, I see. You just want to get your three cents worth. <laughs> um, I wasn't. Um, uh, isn't George um, uh, another name for Fred? Uh, well, uh, could be, but I don't think it's very oh, likely. Uh, I thought George Allen might be Fred Allen. Oh no, no, no! I'll tell you what, uh, Pat. Well, maybe Gracie Burns might. Uh, Gracie Burns might be uh, Bobby's mother. <laughs> How about it, Robert? You're, li uh, you're too far off. You're too oh, far yeah. off. Well, I'm afraid I've caught you on the first question, and you're going to be embarrassed when I tell you, kids. Gracie Burns is George Burns' wife, Gracie Allen. Oh, that wasn't fair, was it? <laughs> well, for sending in that first question, James H. Moore of Long Beach, California, wins the big $250 Zenith radio phonograph combination. For every one you quiz kids answer correctly, Alka-Seltzer gives away a dandy Zenith portable. And now then, Bob Murphy is next. All right, Joe. You know, Joe, I got to thinking last night how awful it must have been back in Grandmother's Day when they didn't have any Alka-Seltzer. Well, why particularly back in Grandmother's time, Bob? Well, don't you remember those big Sunday dinners that were traditional in those days, Helen? Well, I can remember the Sunday table groaning with thick soup, roast pork, mashed potatoes and gravy... Coleslaw, cream peas, applesauce, watermelon pickles. Oh, I'm hungry. Ripe olives, tomato relish, and three kinds of dessert. Remember, pie, cake, and homemade ice cream. And Grandma coaxing us all to have seconds and thirds. Oh, yes, indeed. And afterwards, everybody sat around moping from all that heavy food. Yeah, I'll, I'll bet acid indigestion was a regular guest at most of those gastronomic bouts. Which brings you back by logical steps to your remark about Alka-Seltzer. That's the idea, Helen. Even today, most of us go overboard in the grocery department now and again and eat more than is good for us. And then we learn just how unpleasant acid indigestion can be. So just in case that happens to you, be sure Alka-Seltzer is handy to bring you fast relief. Make no mistake about it, there's nothing quite like Alka-Seltzer for quick relief from acid indigestion. Get your Alka-Seltzer supply from your druggist. He carries Alka-Seltzer in two sizes, 30 cents and 60 cents. Thank you, Bob. Well, kids, here's a question that requires a lot of imagination. Suppose the ancient Greek gods were alive today. Mr. Lindy Thomas of Rockwell City, Iowa, wants you to suggest common slang expressions that each of the following mythological characters might appropriately use. Uh, first, we'll take uh, Morpheus. Now, let's uh, pass. On the log and hit the hay. Hit the hay. Uh, that's, why, why do you say that? Uh... Well, because he was the god of sleep. Uh-huh. And, of course, uh, he was sawing the log, and hit the hay would be just appropriate for him. Oh, it certainly would, wouldn't it? And Joel? Well, uh, as I understand that he was related to death, so you might say hit the bucket, kick the bucket. <laughs> kick the bucket, mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, Robert? I hear you have a lot of dreams. <laughs> Had a boy. Oh, Robert's getting his three cents worth in again there. Yeah, Pat? Well, another slang expression about going to sleep is turn in. Turn in, yes, sir. Well, how about, uh, uh, well, let's see, Robert has his hand up again. Uh, gonna take a flop? 
She'll take a flop. Oh, that's a dandy. Yes, sirree. Uh-huh. And Lonnie? Well, you'd say you'd retire. Retire? Well, of course, that's a little refined, isn't it? <laughs> All right. How about Athena, kid? Uh, Robert? Have a nice little breeze. Well, now, why do you say that, Robert? Because Athena's the queen of the air, and uh, also uh, the goddess of wisdom. Well, yes, you're right on that. I, I didn't know she was the queen, queen of the air, though. Oh, uh, Lonnie? Well, you could say he's a smart cookie. <laughs> smart cookie. <laughs> Joel? Uh, tomboy. Tomboy, well... Because uh, she, she, uh, she was so warlike, uh, she fought in the, the uh, War of Troy, and uh, when she sprang out of Zeus's head, she sprang out in full armor. Yes, that's, that's, that's true. Uh, Remy? Well, sometimes a person that does not call, uh, say he's got a packed attic. He's got a what? A packed attic. Oh, oh, I see. Uh-huh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, Lonnie? Well, people sometimes talk of the wise old owl. Wise old owl, that's another good one. Robert? You must have had a bad jump. Must have had a bad jump. Now, let's see. You'll have to explain that one to me, well, Robert. Well, uh, if, uh, she jumped, uh, out of, uh, Zeus's head, uh, it must have been... Yeah. Yeah, well, that's true. Of course, she, long jump. she probably had a head start. Uh, uh, well, anyway, I think those are all good, kids. You know something? I really got a thrill last week on my vacation when I listened to the quiz kids and heard that our announcer, Bob Murphy, had become a father for the fourth time. Congratulations, Bob. That's really a nice family. But Nancy Morris of Chicago says that if you ever become president of the United States, you'll still have a lot more room in the White House than some presidents have had. So, kids, how many more children will Bob need to equal the presidential record? Uh, Lonnie? I think Tyler had 11. So, uh, Bob Murphy would need seven more. Oh, um, oh, that's, uh, that's in, uh, incorrect insofar as Tyler's concerned. Robert? Would that be 10? Well, no. Uh, Pat? Well, uh... Wasn't one, didn't some presidents have uh, 14 children? He'd need 10 more. Well, uh, now what president are you talking William about? William Henry Harrison, I think it was. No, no. Uh, Joel? Well, I think Tyler had the most, and I think uh, he had 14. He did. So they, he'd need 10 more. He'd need 10 more. That's right. President Tyler had 14 children. All right, now, uh, later on uh, the program here, uh, we'll hear from our guest, the famous clown Emmett Kelly. But in the meantime, I'll tell you what. Let's try to entertain him with this circus question from Mrs. Bell Egerter of St. Louis, Missouri. She wants you kids to think of three songs that could be applied to the circus or the people or different things on the circus lot. Joel? Well, a uh, man on the flying trapeze, he flies through the air with the greatest of ease. Well, that's fine, Joel. That's just dandy. And Lonica? We're tanning tonight on the old campground. Tanning tonight. <laughs> oh! That's very, very good. <laughs> uh, can you sing part of that, too, Lonnie? No, I'm afraid I can't. You can't, eh? All right. Pat? Well, uh, Mr. and Mr. Emmett Kelly is a hobo clown, so they could have tramp, tramp, tramp. Tramp, tramp, tramp. That's a very good one. That's all right. And Rennie has one. 
Well, there's, uh, I don't know what it is. There's that song that the uh, Calliope's always play. You know, da 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 What is the name of it? Lonnie? Well, I don't know, but there was, there's an, oh, I think it was an old college song called Menagerie. Menagerie, huh? Now, Rennie? Well, there's a, there's a cowboy song about Wildcat Kelly. Wildcat Kelly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there was a song called Where's That Tiger? Where's That Tiger? Oh, that's a... Oh, now, uh, do you know the real title of that? Uh, no, I don't. I really don't, but I know it has... Tiger's it's, always something. Yeah, huh? Lonnie? Tiger Rag. Tiger Rag, uh-huh. And, uh, Joe? Speaking about tigers, hold that tiger. What's well, that's the same as Tiger Rag, I think you'll find, uh, Joe, uh-huh. Well, those are all good kids. And now then, uh, Bob Murphy, uh, you had practice last week, so you ask the next question. Well, Joe, it's a question which, when husbands ask their wives, they'd better stand well back. What does the average homemaker do around the house all day? Oh, nothing much, Bob. Just get up at 6.30, dress and feed the baby, get breakfast, get friend-husband off to work, get the youngsters fed and dressed and out to play, wash breakfast dishes, make beds, start the washing, answer the phone, go to the store, sweep the <laughs> living room, cook the lunch, feed the children, wash the dishes Whoa, 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 you're only up to noon and you've lost me already. Well, is it any wonder the average little woman ends up with a nervous headache at the end of the day? Is it any wonder she keeps plenty of Alka-Seltzer handy for a hectic day like that? Is it any wonder she looks upon Alka-Seltzer as a real mother's helper? Alka-Seltzer offers speedy relief from a nervous headache. Now notice I said speedy relief. You see, the headache reliever in Alka-Seltzer is already completely dissolved when you drink it. So it's ready to go to work instantly, easing up your aching head. Now, every woman knows when a headache is nagging at your disposition, you're in no mood to deal patiently with the children. Or to greet friend-husband cheerfully when he comes home after a hard day at work. So, please, for your own sake and for the sake of your family, have Alka-Seltzer ready to help you when a busy day brings you a miserable headache. Buy an extra package of Alka-Seltzer so you'll never run out of comfort when you want it. Keep an extra package on the shelf. When you need it, help yourself. And I'll get set, quiz kids. Here's fun coming up next. Folks, don't miss your chance to see the world's greatest clown, that famous star of Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus, the greatest hopeful clown of all time, in person, in the place, presenting Emma Kelly. We're glad to have you with us. I, I said uh, we're glad you could visit us, Emma. I said uh, we're... Oh, I'd completely forgotten. You know, folks, even though Emmett has spent 26 years in show business, never once in all those years has he spoken one word before an audience. So I guess he'll have to act out the question he wants to ask the quiz kids. It's a game of charades, kids, with Emmett uh, pantomiming the titles of two Shakespearean plays. Now, it's up to you children to figure out the titles from just watching the clown. Here's the first one. Uh, Emmett is bundling his coat around him and pushing up his collar. Oh, he acts as if he's cold. Oh, this is the first cool-looking person I've seen in several weeks. Oh, look at him shiver there. Now he's waving his hand behind his back. All right, uh, children, what's the title of that play? Lonnie? The Tempest. Well, no. 
Uh-uh. Remy. A winter's tale. Winter's tale. That's right. Yeah. All right, Emmett, let's have the next one. Uh-oh, here comes Emmett again. Oh, and look at that girl. Well, she, she's hitting him. Whoops, she's knocked him down. Well, get up there, Kelly. Are you a man or a mouse? Uh-huh, he's getting angry now. That's more like it. He's forcing her to her knees. She's begging for mercy. You can tell who's boss in that family now. <laughs> okay, kids, what's your answer to that one? Lonnie? The Taming of the Shrew. Taming of the Shrew, that's right. <laughs> And now, kids, I have a little surprise for you. As I mentioned before, our guest has never talked in any public appearance he has made. But he can talk, and what's more, he's going to talk right now. Emmett, what is it you want to say? Well, I just want to say that I've admired those quiz kids for many years, and I think they're a wonderful bunch of youngsters, and I think they're a great little bunch of troopers. Well, thank you very much, Emmett. <laughs> You're a wonderful trooper yourself, Evan, and thanks a lot for coming up. And now then, uh, kids, uh, uh, this question is from Miss Vera Mary Talbot of Chicago. Very often, parents name their children after famous people, sometimes to the extreme embarrassment of the youngsters. If your parents had given you one of these names, for whom would you have been named? The first one is Salmon. Pat. Well, uh, Salmon P. Chase was the Secretary of the Treasury under Abraham Lincoln, and Salmon is a fish, so he wouldn't be so proud of that. Right, Pat. That's right. And how about Zebulon? Joel? Uh, after Zebulon uh, Pike, uh, discoverer of Pike's Peak. That's right. That's correct. Now, then, Mrs. R.M. Cook of Evanston, Illinois, wants to know where you would spend your vacation if you were spending it with Annabelle Lee. Lonnie? Well, it was on some island on a, on a, in a kingdom by the sea. By the sea. Uh, Robert, what were you going to say, son? Oh, I thought, I think that island would be on the Pacific, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, that uh, poses another question, Robert. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, Annabelle Lee by Edgar Allan Poe, and you would be spending it at the seashore. It was uh, many and many a year ago in a kingdom by the sea. That's the way the opening lines go. How about uh, Maud Muller? Rennie? Maud Muller on a summer day right clean the meadow, sweet with hay. So? You'd be in the country. That's right. You'd be spending your vacation on a farm. How about uh, Lochinvar? Pat? Well, you'd be in Scotland. Well, why do you say Scotland? Well, let's see. Uh, uh, it, uh, in the uh, poem Lochinvar, it uh, tells how, he, uh, how there were different clans in Scotland took part in it. Uh -huh. And I, I, I'm pretty sure. Yes, I know it's in Scotland. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're right. I just wanted to see if you knew what you were talking about. And Lonnie has his hand up. Well, it says, I think it says, Young Lockenbar comes out of the West, so you can, you'd be spending it someplace in the East. Yes, you Probably would at that. Uh -huh. India. Yeah, he, he really got around, didn't he, Lonnie? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, I'm, uh, I'm a little scared of this next question. Uh, Mrs. Danny Berry of Whittier, California, says she really is testing your vocabularies but uh, this is the way she wants to do it. Knowing that I spent my vacation in Cheyenne, Wyoming, she wants to know whether you would have called me a tenderfoot, dude wrangler, or a palomino. Lonnie? Well, I'd call you a tenderfoot. 
You what? That means the start of a greenhorn. Someone what, that knows little about about the West. A palomino is a type of pony. Yeah. And the, a dude wrangler, mm-hmm. I think, is one that works on a dude ranch. That's right. Uh-huh. Now, Rob, little Robert had his hand up. What were you going to say, Robert? I thought it would be the dude ranch. The what? I mean, I mean the second one. You were going to call me a dude ranch. No, I don't mean that. But, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, th- I, thought the sec- I thought the second one would be it, but I forgot to name Oh, you mean the, uh, the tenderfoot or the palomino? The, uh, second one. Or the, or the dude wrangler. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of the palomino, I, uh, I had the uh, pleasure of uh, riding uh, on a palomino in the Frontier Days Parade out there in Cheyenne. And, uh, you know, everything was going fine until uh, this horse got his hoof in the stirrup. And I said, now, wait a minute. If you want to ride, let me get off. <laughs> but uh, I had a nice vacation out there. I met a lot of wonderful people and uh, would like to go out there again sometime. Now, in looking over the current team standings in the major leagues, R.D. Johnson of Los Angeles, California, notes that neither of last year's pennant winners is in first place this year. Uh, what do you think is the reason for this? Uh, Robert? Well, they just, uh, they have, uh, Good hitters, but no pitchers. The pitchers are just wearing down. They don't. They can't do much. And also, I'd like to say that uh, right now, St. Louis is in second and Brooklyn's in first. Well, it was just the opposite last year. And uh, in the American League, was, it's Boston now, and uh, I think it's in third. I don't uh-huh. know if they. I forgot to look in the paper and see if they lost last night, but. Um, if they did... Well, you'll probably in, check up on that when you get they're, home. They're in third, uh, I, if they did lose yesterday. Yeah. But if they did not... If they did not, they, uh... They would, um... Uh, be in second, <laughs> like, uh... And, uh, the Yankees are in first now. And if, uh, it's that way... Uh, um, if it's that way, it was just the opposite last year. Yeah, well, fine. Thanks a lot, Robert. You know, I'm just... I'm just as sorry as any of the kids to hear the school bell ring, but it can't be helped, and that means time is up. Emmett Kelly, we all appreciate very much the privilege of seeing you and the more unusual privilege of hearing you today. Thanks a lot, and best wishes to you and the circus. <laughs> now we still have a little unfinished business, the report card, which determines the three quiz kids who come back to school next week. Of course, whether you win or lose in the scoring, you still get a $100 savings bond from the makers of Alka-Seltzer to help you with your future education. <laughs> now, I see our judges were so interested in circus life, they haven't finished their arithmetic yet. So, Bob, why don't you give them a few more seconds while you remind our listeners to keep on sending in questions for the Quiz Kids. Just mail a question to Quiz Kids, Chicago. If we use it on the air, you get a Zenith Transoceanic Portable Radio from the makers of Alka-Seltzer. And if the children miss your question, instead of the portable, you get the great big $250 Zenith radio phonograph combination. A cabinet model with two FM bands, automatic record changer, and the new Cobra Tone arm. Those radios are well worth winning, folks, so come on with those questions. The address again is Just Quiz Kids, Chicago. Now I see the judges have reached a verdict, Joe. Yes, that's right, and that verdict says that our entire class missed one question today. Lonnie first, Joe second, Pat and Rennie tied for third. So you four will be back in school next week along with Richard Weixler, age eight. And now this is Joe Kelly dismissing the Quiz Kids class until this same time next week. Goodbye, kids. Bye, Bye, Mr. Mr. Kelly. Kelly.
Is dinner ready? Yes, Miss Show is, and I got boiled ham, potato chips, sliced pineapple, and cottage cheese, buttered roll, strawberry shortcake, and iced tea. Ain't that scrumptious? Sounds good for a hot day, but put the one-a-day vitamin bottle on the table. Yes, too often meals that we like to eat are short on vitamins. Lack of vitamins in your food can cause you to feel nervous, irritable, and under par. But here's how you can be sure of your vitamins. Take one one one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsule every day. Lack of vitamins can make you feel tired and dragged out. Take one 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 one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsule every day. At your drugstore, look for the figure one on the blue package. Take one 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 one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsule every day. to the quiz kids every week and to Alka-Seltzer's News of the World every Monday through Friday on most of these NBC stations. This is Bob Murphy speaking.